Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Where will each chapter take you? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. After a stressful take on the valley, there's nothing more relaxing than playing a round of June's Journey. I take in all the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. So can you crack the case? June needs your help, detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is up, you guys? Welcome to the very first episode of Sex, Love, and What Else Matters. I am your host, Kristen. If you do not know me, I was on a little show called Vanderpump Rules for many years. And I wrote a book, a dating book called He's Making You Crazy, How to Get the Guy, Get Even and Get Over It, based on all of my experiences. So yeah, I've dated a ton of people. And honestly, I just feel a lot of feelings. I love love. I love being in love. I love happily ever afters. I love rom-coms. I love the whole shebang. And I think that people love love as well. And who doesn't like sex and who doesn't like talking about sex and dating experiences? So that's what I'm here to do. Give you an unfiltered, unedited, sexy, raw version of everything that I've been through and I'm going through. I'm currently in my apartment. That's right. I said apartment and in the Valley here in Los Angeles, California. And I would now like to introduce you to my better half of this podcast, my other half. You do not know him, but you will. And he's a dude. He has a dude brain. So Luke Broderick, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Kristen. Wow, that was quite the introduction. I don't know if I'm your better <laughs> half quite yet, but I'll work to get there. Super stoked to be here. Talk about all the cool things that you just mentioned. It's all the stuff we talk about on a daily basis anyway. That's true. And I want to just kind of fill you guys in on why I chose not to do this podcast solo. Being that I was on a reality show with a cast ensemble and in my other like entrepreneurial endeavors, I prefer to work in like a partnership dynamic. I like bouncing ideas off of other people. And truly, when it came to talking about sex, dating, relationships, I can only speak on my own experiences and the experiences of the guests that I will be interviewing. But I really think it is so fascinating 
to get the male perspective, to get that male psychology brain, like talking about all of these cool things. And I'm sure most of you women are like this as well, like with ex-boyfriends of mine or like my best closest guy friends. I always caught myself asking them either on my behalf or my friend's behalf. Like, why did this guy do this? Like, why did he not do this? Blah, blah, blah. So that's why I called Luke. That's why I'm here. I'm here to answer those questions, to be the one trying to make sense of moves men make, things men say, trying to make sense and figure out where they're coming from. And I just want to thank you first and foremost and up front and let everybody know, like Luke is so vulnerable, so honest. Obviously, I have no freaking filter. So Luke, why... Why are you this vulnerable? I mean, we'll get into this more, you guys, obviously, as the podcast goes on. But Luke and I are on the phone for hours and hours a day when we first became friends. We'll get into that story later. But why do you think it is at 31, you're 31 years old, like, why do you think it is that you're so willing to be honest and open and vulnerable on a platform such as this? Because we're not talking into a vacuum. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm fully aware. And I'm also aware that none of my stories, my perspective has never been on blast before. This is totally new to me. I never even guessed it on a podcast before this. I have friends that do podcasts, but that's as far as that goes. You have such a sexy voice, though. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're also the first person to ever tell me that. Uh, ooh la la. <laughs> I don't spend enough time on the mic, I guess. Well, just like tell people about you, Luke. So my name's Luke. You think you got that part? <laughs> I'm 31. Uh, I do believe I have maybe a higher emotional IQ than the average 31 year old from a big city. Grew up in a small town, have lived in mostly small towns most of my life. Colorado Springs was the biggest city I ever grew up in and that's still under a million people. So not a big city. I just bring a different perspective from Kristen to this and it's always been such a blast talking. We talk, we had one conversation for over six hours. We did. Yeah. I think what I really love about our friendship and our dynamic is we really share a lot of the same points of view, but we have very different life experiences. Very different. We're both from the Midwest, but you have gone from a few big cities. You did a short stint in Miami. You've lived in LA for how many years now? 15 years. 15 years. I haven't lived in any one place for that long except the house I grew up in. But I I mean even more so like just our, our dating experiences. And maybe that does have to do with age. I don't know. But our dating experiences are vastly different and that is why I think this is going to be so fascinating for all of the listeners. It's always eye-opening for me when you and I have all these discussions. And I just really love that you're willing to discuss sex, intimacy in such a raw way, but also deep dive into like the psychology of, you know, the whys, answering all the whys. Because I think that's what single people especially want to know. And even people that are in relationships, it's like how to break down the psychology of, of the person that you're with. Yeah, I get it. And I think like my emotion like you comes from, I had these long stretches of being single, which is the opposite of Kristen, what she was getting at. And in these periods, I've been so self-reflective, look back and figure out the things I do wrong. I've uh, maybe not my whole life, but most of my life have been quick to take responsibility for anything and everything involving me. 
Um, do you, do you think that a lot of men though, I think, I don't know, I don't want to stereotype, but like, let's be real. A lot of dudes don't want to be open and vulnerable. They think it makes them look weak or it makes them not masculine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most guys don't want to talk about emotions. I've got friends that when I try to open up about how I'm feeling, maybe about a girl I've started dating, like, oh man, all these feelings are here. But my logic is telling me this can't work for reasons A, B, and C. But then there's all these reasons why, you know, this connection feels unique. It feels like something special. It's something I really want to pursue. But I don't know if it's possible with this. And they're just like, uh huh, yeah, well, I don't yeah, know. So do what do, you want to do. do and that's what their response is. Do you guys like talk about it though? That's what I mean. Like, do you, do you have any friends or the bulk of your friends? You can only speak for yourself, but you are the man talking on this podcast. So do guys truly not talk about their feelings or do they just tell us they don't? I think the majority of men do not talk about their feelings with other men. If they do, they have one person, whether it's a brother, their best friend, uh, a platonic female friend, somebody that they feel safe with because it does come off as not masculine. So we are targeting you men out there as well as all my ladies, all my girls that are going to be listening here. Dudes, we want to hear from you too. And we want you to listen and, and just make the world a more loving place. Have sex more often, be in love, stay in relationships. Like this is what the shit makes the world go around you guys. I, I firmly believe that. Be a good person. That's the bottom line, right? Yeah. What do you think just off the bat are some differences? Because we do share like kind of the same like morals and ethics and we have a lot of the same points of view on a lot of things, right? Right. But differences, I may, oh, massively different. You have much more creative mind and I have like a more mathematical, I got my degree in accounting. Like I'm very, by the numbers, by the logic, make a list of pros and cons. This is profitable. This is not. Why would I do this? You always say risk over reward. No, risk but versus reward, not whatever. over. Well, and you can't do anything if you don't take certain risks. So taking risks is a part of life, whether people want to admit it or not. And I just do what I feel <laughs> in the yeah. moment. Yep. In the moment, this is how I feel emotionally. Logic is not necessary. I mean, I, not to say I'm never logical. I just happen to be much more emotional than I am logical. Do you think that that in your experience is a very like male versus female thing? Or is that like a mean thing? I definitely think that follows some gender stereotypes. Typically, typically, obviously not every case, but men are the more logical side. They're the, I don't want to say more organized, but like they make their decisions based on what makes sense, not based on what feels right. What, what is the right feeling? They trust maybe their gut over their heart, but ultimately comes down to their brain that makes the decision. And do you think that men as a whole think like sex over like loving feelings? Do you think women love harder? Do you think men are afraid to be in love? These are just ballpark sort of like overall sort mm. of questions. Uh, as far as afraid to be in love, that's definitely all genders in my opinion. But I think that's a big difference between you and I, where I'm like, I'll fall in love in, in 3.2 seconds. I used to anyway. Now I'm, as I'm older, I'm being a little more logical about that where you have expressed to me like how you, you know, barely been in love. Well, my first heartbreak was a big one. It took me years to really actually get over it. I thought I was over it a number of times, but then it would come back. And it was like, it was just always this lingering thing that I was still in the back of my mind in love with the person that I was first in love with. And it lasted for years. Do you think you were in, like, were you in love with the idea of being in love with said person? No, I think it was okay. like quality memories for years that we 
had both on the same page thought we were going to be together. Well, I, I thought, and then in college, some things came up and ultimately my stubborn Taurus ass never gave it another chance when we had a short, I'll call it a short separation. I don't know if there was any disloyalty or not. I didn't feel the need to dive into whether or not I got cheated on, but I just felt like I was moving on and okay. never gave it another chance. See, and I'll, I'll fall in love and then get broken up with and have my heart stomped and spit on and then just find someone else and be like, oh, they're better than the last. I'm in love. Yeah. yeah. I'll make playlists. I'll you know, doodle their last name with my first name. Yeah. Oh, I'm... I'm you and your playlist. I yeah. want to be in love. I just think it is... I think just having a partner in life is one of the most magical things and procreation. It's what makes the world go around. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love relationships, but I'm a relationship gypsy and I'm not, I've never jumped from one to the next at any point. And once I go through a breakup, there's typically at least a year before I'm into another relationship. Oh God, no. Yeah. I'm like, ew, being alone. That's so boring. My dogs don't give me enough attention. But here we are. Luke flew all the way here from Indiana. Yesterday. Yesterday. And we're cooped up in my cute little apartment in Valley Village. And we're here to talk to y'all and tell you some fucking stories. But the last thing I kind of want to say before we jump into the story, if you guys have read my book or if you've been an avid viewer of Vanderpump or know any of my friends from that show, I just want to say that like writing my book was the scariest thing I've ever done. Also the most rewarding. And I would put Vanderpump as like that reality show is like the second most. This podcast, however, is the most vulnerable thing I have ever done and probably will ever do. So why do you think it is that you feel so comfortable being honest and open? And like, why do you enjoy talking about this kind of stuff? Because you and I talk about this shit like five hours a day, whether we're recording or not. Right. And I mean, that's the ultimate reason why you decided that, well, we essentially decided, I threw it out there that I'd, I'd come on to this with you. But yeah, you said as a guest, and I was like, oh, homie, you got to be my co-host because this is fascinating. I've got to give Kristen credit, though. She has kind of unlocked the side of me that is more willing to share than I've ever been. And it's because she's so not judgmental. She's so real. She is all curious, interested, loves the stories. I've, there's a lot of stories. Yeah. But, yeah. Just, you know, there's like zero judgment on this side. So when we start throwing out, ask me anything to you guys, you can ask us anything anonymously. We're just here to give you our experience, but thank you for that. Yeah. I am just very curious and I think I love human connection so, so much. And I think the more you get to know people and the ins and outs of why they are who they are and why they think the way they think you become more empathetic. And I think this world needs more empathy. I agree. And we need to laugh more. And we have a lot of really fucked up shit to tell you guys about too <laughs> that you're going to roll. <laughs> Hopefully this, this podcast will make you laugh, make you cringe. Maybe even some of these stories will make you cry. Some of the love stories mm -hmm. then guests we're going to have on will really touch you, touch yeah. your heart. Yeah. yeah. I'll touch you in mm -hmm. all the ways or your vagina. Hopefully they don't. But unless you want them to. Yeah, that yeah. works too. This is just going to be a fucking blast and I'm really excited. And it's made this whole getting over my breakup so much easier because 
this is just like a quick little quip on me and where I'm out of my life for y'all. It's like I was in this past relationship for two and a half years and to wrap it up in a little gift box with a bow, I really thought like, this is it for me. I have to make this work. I need a husband and a baby and it didn't work. And it was hard to see the rainbow you know, or the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It was hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel that I was going to be fucking okay, even though I'm 39. And now I just feel like I've had a, a rough two years, as some of you may know, and I'm really finally finding like what I'm passionate about again. So I hope you guys love this as much as we do. It's going to be fun. Do you want to tell them our fun story? So this is how we know each other. Our story. Okay. Because we've only really been close for like a few months now, right. but I feel like I've known you my whole life. Yeah. That's also why that was unlocked in me is that because it just, it's, been unreal to me how quickly I've been able to share these things that I only share with my brother. There's some stories that Kristen knows and I've told her in graphic detail that my brother is the only one that knows. My brother's my best friend. I was the best man at his wedding a couple of years ago and he's the only one I go to and, and tell some of these things. And I honestly, at this point, Kristen probably knows more than he does. She knows everything. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. So we feel like we've known each other forever. Anyway, let's get to the story. Yeah. So a few months back, about two weeks after I was broken up with and booted out, I was a bridesmaid in my best friend's wedding. My friend Rachel O'Brien, who you guys may know, comedian, podcast extraordinaire, follow Seven Deadly Sinners. I love her to pieces, but Rachel ditched California. She moved to like butt fucking Egypt, Colorado on this ranch, like three hours south of Denver, like literally in the middle of nowhere and became like a ranch wife and decided they have all these, all this land. So like, let me paint a picture. Like they have like 35 acres, which is a lot of square feet and they are, they're building container homes. She was like, oh, we're getting married here. We're going to build a wedding venue for ourselves. And I was like, dude, I'm so fucking down. I'm so excited to be a part of this wedding and stand by your side and like love your love and hear your vows. And I'm going to cry and like hold your hand and all the good stuff. So I get broken up with right before this and I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I'm fine. This will be a nice escape for me to just get out of town and sort of be removed from all things Los Angeles. So the first like day and a half I'm there, of course, I'm like glued to my fucking phone and I'm like, what's the boyfriend doing or the ex-boyfriend? You know, like, what are my friends doing back home? Like, like I'm all in my head. I'm not like quite over being angry and sad at this point yet. And... Then I find out that we were getting paired essentially to like walk down the aisle, you know, you've like groomsmen and the bridesmaids and I'm always a bridesmaid, never a bride, 27 dresses. That's me. And they pair me up with Luke and Luke is the only one, I think maybe one other person that I'd even met before. Right. So let's back up to that where we actually met. So two years prior, I was essentially fifth wheeling up in Denver, Greg, my, one of my best friends who married Rachel O'Brien he invited me to join up there. I was living in Colorado. He was out there too. We went up to Denver. Kristen and Rachel did this live podcast, went and stayed in this awesome hotel up there. Anyway, long story short, we met, she had a boyfriend. It was a good time. And yeah, we that were was like that. Buds. Yeah, and we were buds. That was that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. I met one of Greg's friends from like back home. Like I'm getting to know Greg better. Like this is cool. Right. Now back to the wedding. So we get paired up. We are, that the, is the morning of the wedding to paint the whole picture <laughs> <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> How kind of disorganized this whole situation was. We were building the wedding venue. I mean, literally, literally every day. Literally the morning of. The morning of and the days leading up to it. Like cactus and like dirt 
and puppies running around and it was fucking gorgeous. <laughs> it ended up being fan- just, yeah, incredibly gorgeous. It was gorgeous. perfection. They pair us up. We do the rehearsal the morning of. I was drunk. Yeah, you were still drunk from the night before. Yeah, you were, and you were like, do you want to go hiking? And I was like, no, I'm not going fucking hiking, you psycho. We have to help build this wedding. Hello. But I wasn't annoyed with him, really. Is that when I told you that you had to like be my handler? Or was it at the wedding, once we were dressed and looking cute? I do you even it, remember? Were you I, blackout? No, I wasn't blacked out. But okay, cool. I remember... Once we were dressed up and there, you claimed me as your groomsman. Yeah. That was like probably two hours later. We had like five seconds to get ready. At least the girls did because we were working so hard while the boys weren't. Anyway, like I'm there with Luke and I was like, oh, I mean, I'll be honest. I was like, oh, he's like tall and handsome and he's all like, he's got his shit together. You know, we weren't in like ranch clothes and like covered in dirt. I had like makeup on. I looked like a normal human being. And I was like, all right, I'm feeling sassy. So I'm like, you're my groomsman. I'm your groomsman. And I, uh, Essentially, gladly you are that. my handler. Yeah. And I'm going to bring the male perspective in here because that's okay, my job. Okay, go for it. So, so <laughs> yeah. What, how did you feel when I said that? <laughs> well, I was nothing short of excited because I had it, my personal idea of where that night was going. Greg and Do Rachel. Yeah, I'll fill you in. So Greg and Rachel leading up to the wedding had filled me in on what single girls were going to be there, right? These are some of my good friends. And weddings are like the mecca for hookups. If people aren't you know, familiar with that, I don't know where you've been. For dudes, though. And women, single women. Okay. I mean, emotions are high. Like everyone, you said you love love. And then love is I in do. the air. It's just, I mean, the, oh, yeah. the movie I mean, Wedding I think, Crashers. Yeah, I think about babies and marriage and like what my song's going to be. I like picture my whole wedding, every wedding I go to. Right. So anyway, I had the rundown and this was a wedding going into it. I was like, definitely the best wedding I've ever been to as far as the ratio on attractive single girls <laughs> to single guys. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Right. And so it was only maybe two days before the wedding. I found out Kristen's single and I'd only met her once a couple years ago. Granted, I had been, I was attracted to her, but she had a boyfriend and I was like, damn, okay. She's number one on the list now. Thank you. That's so sweet. That's the truth. Ugh, that's so kind. Nothing but against was, any of the yeah. other bridesmaids at all. They were all very good. I was hotter. Yeah. Kristen great. is who I was into. Anyway, she gives me this assignment. <laughs> yes. So I give him an assignment to be my groomsman and he basically has to handle me for the rest of the night. I'm like, this, you're in charge of me. I'm not okay by myself. <laughs> I've been through some shit the last few days. I don't, now my, by the way, my phone is now taken away from me. My girlfriends have taken my phone and said like, you don't get it for the rest of the weekend, which I was actually fine with. Like if my family had to get a hold of me, they know who to call. I need to be present, something I'm working on, then be there for this gorgeous, magical moment and my hot groomsmen. So the wedding is a success. The wedding went off great. It was a slight delay, but we nailed it as far as the golden hour. Yeah. The sun was just going down. We look super hot in our photos. Oh, yeah. So yeah. good. And uh, after that, we had the pictures. The reception got a little disorganized, but ultimately... How should, did should we cut start? to the chase? Or how, yeah. how far do we want to go into these details? No, let's cut to the chase. Cut to the chase. Anyway, uh, we'll just for say... For me, the, the cut to the chase didn't happen until I was like pretty fucked up. I had a nice little, nice little champagne buzz going on. And you asked me if I wanted to go get the dogs. Yeah. So that we, yeah, we had all these dogs that we had put up, obviously, for pictures and food and all these reasons. And I asked if she wanted to you know, run down and let the dogs out. And of course she does. She loves dogs. I knew this. Is that why you it. asked me? Uh, because you love dogs or because... Because of, you wanted to make out with me. 
well, yeah. Oh. And I was your groomsman, so I'm not going to leave you hanging, right? Ah. I'm like, I better take her with me. <laughs> okay, so tell Wait, here, this is, a good, this is a good place to start. Tell me why you really did it, and tell me why you thought you re- Like, why I was going to think you really did it. Do you know what I mean? Okay, to be totally honest, yeah. I, I felt like we were on the same page already at that point. Because I was giving you, like, flirty eyes? Not just flirty eyes. You were dropping hints. You so one it other was. An, yeah for sure. Okay. Come on, listen. Another uh, guys, I'm not really good at flirting at all. I'll just throw that out there. I don't think I'm good at flirting, but I'm good at getting laid. Okay, keep going. All right, listen to this though. She tells me another bridesmaid had gotten a tick on her because we're kind of out in the wilderness, right? Oh yeah. She tells me my assignment is to make oh, sure right. she doesn't have any ticks on her. That's true. Now if that's not laying it out there for I me. I was being dead serious though. I was like, oh. yes, you have to look down my dress if I have any ticks on me. I don't even know what a fucking tick looks like. You took that as me flirting with you when I was literally like, if I get bit or have something embedded into me, I'm going to actually kill you. Right. And how much of your body could I see <laughs> if there was a tick on it? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Without things, you know, okay, so progressing. So that's not what I meant. Just so you know, all right, all right, I really right. meant the tick. Well, you accidentally uh, dropped a real nice hint on where you were or where I figured you were. Anyway, all this confidence. We go let the dogs out. There wasn't really any opportunity. I was planning on kissing her. It didn't didn't work out with the first set of dogs. We bring them up. Everyone's happy. And I have my dogs in another pen. Ask her if she wants to it's go for a walk. It's dark as hell out. It wasn't that dark. Kristen's blind. So we go walking up there. She's like, "Take hold my hand. I can't see a damn thing. Take her hand. We walk up there. We're in the dark. I know she can't see. We're stepping off of the road. And she kind of stumbles, so I catch her, and I immediately lean in and kiss her. He laid a good one on me. Yeah, so we, you know, made out for who knows how long. It was a really fun wedding. It was a really fun wedding. And that progressed to us hooking up kind of right there. Behind a tent. Behind a tent, yeah. yeah. In our our outfits, in our very nice uh, black tie outfits, we (laughs) had a blast. So yeah. that is how Luke and I became friends. <laughs> That's where it started. Anyway. Yeah. I remember kissing you like on the dance floor, like all drunk. And you were like, you're going to kiss me in front of people. And I was like, eh, YOLO. Like we're all adults here. And that's kind of how I feel about sex and relationships and love. Like we're all adults here. Like let's just call, you know, call a spade a spade. Like right. we're having fun. Yeah. No, We don't have to explain anything to anyone. We can talk about it later. Let's just like enjoy the night. And the funniest thing though. We were very present. We were present. Very present. It was amazing. So the, one of the funniest things I remember though, is following, trying to, if I ever wanted to find Kristen, all I had to do was follow the trail of spilled champagne because she could not keep it in her glass. I don't know if she was even getting any in her mouth. Yeah. I don't think I drank. I think I stopped drinking like less than halfway through the night and I was just carrying champagne and like spilling it everywhere. She was carrying the bottle. I was also on mushrooms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You weren't the only one. Things happen. So, anyway, <laughs> anyway, it was all a great time. The next day we get breakfast. I kind of ordered. Yeah. The order, one night stand right? was like not really one night stand because we had breakfast. We did have breakfast and I stayed in your hotel. Yeah. And uh, yeah. We we snuggled. Yeah. We uh, totally snuggled. And then, yeah, you ordered kind of my fuzzy. breakfast. Uh-huh. You like knew what I wanted. And I was like, oh God, ugh, the romance just like won't stop. Like, why was I even sad this weekend? It's a lot easier to order for someone you barely know when they're a vegetarian. <laughs> touche, touche. 
Yeah. So that was kind of it. And then we parted ways and I didn't even realize I had his number, but he was like taking photos with his phone for me because remember my phone got taken away. So I wouldn't think about, you know, ex-boyfriend. Yeah. You put your number in my phone so I could send you some pictures that you mm-hmm. wanted. Yeah. And then, yeah, from then on out, we just kind of started texting. I ended up in Denver a couple weeks later for a concert. And obviously Luke was there with, with the friends that got married. And literally, I feel like after Denver, like from that point on, we just started really opening up and talking on the phone a lot. And you really like talking on the phone. And I'm not a talking on the phone kind of girl normally. Really? Because you say Ugh. how much you hate texting. But it's different when there's someone you want to talk on the phone with. This is interesting. Totally. There's like a handful of people that will like cold call me and I'm like, oh, I need to answer this, right? Because they're calling me. There's a reason they're calling me and not shooting me a text. And with you, I'm like, we're just going to talk for hours. Why are we bothering texting? Yeah. Plus, you have like a really fun, sexy voice. You give you a good phone voice. You keep saying that. It's true. Everyone hates the sound of their own voice. So, yeah. Yeah, I've got to go off your perspective and what I guess your friends have said. You've had a couple of friends agree with you. So, yeah, you have like yeah. a phone sex voice. It's like pretty good. <laughs> that's our that's our little story, y'all. We hooked up at a wedding and we've been BFFs ever since. And there's a lot more. What do you want to say? Go. Oh, hundreds of hours on the phone talking about these topics later. Yeah. Here we are starting this podcast. How did we even do that? Like, what if, like, do you even remember? I don't. Like, why did we just start like being so vulnerable with each other? I just think you were easy to mm. talk to and I really loved to talk and you reciprocated. You know? And I do recall saying like, I thought you were really quiet. You and thought I was quiet and you're not the only one. I, I ease into situations, but once you open me up, you don't shut the fuck up like in a super hot and awesome way. I can talk. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why you're a podcast host now. Welcome to my world. Happy to share my stories. Yeah. So not just stories, my perspective and setting things straight. And we will divulge more into details and whatnot, possibly at a later date. But yeah, that's where Luke and I are. And I'm really excited for you guys to all get to know him the way that I know him. And again, I just think it's so fascinating having this super honest male perspective on the things that we all wonder about. And how do you feel about my female perspective? I think your female's perspective is so jaded, not jaded. It's, it's so <laughs> it's, it's very emotional. So I think that's the greatest thing about the balance is that I feel like my times that I've been single and self-reflective, I have been able to balance that logic and emotion side. So there were times, there was a time where I was emotionally unavailable, self-proclaimed. And at the time, logic dominated all. There was no feeling. There was no girl I met. There was nothing that would have pulled me from my goals or, you know, where I was going, what I was doing in life because it didn't make sense, you know, and and in going with logic too, that means I was also considering the person would have had to been perfect on paper and I would have pushed relationships aside and there was nothing on perfect on paper that Mm -hmm. came up and that's something we'll get into later. Yeah. Wait, I have a quick question for you about that. Do you know of any women like in your life that have shared that same feeling with you? Like that they've been like the logical one rather than the emotional one. Not personally. I know they're out there. I don't either. For sure they're out there. And I would love to hear from women like that because I'm such an emotional person and such an empath and so feeling all my feelings. My dad's girlfriend, this Mm -hmm. might sound weird, but she is a career woman, 100% all the way. Now they've Mm -hmm. been dating for uh, many years 
and she is no kids, never married, in her 40s, and has no intentions of changing Just fully, that. that's her choice. That's, that's her choice. how she feels. Very career-oriented. Mm-hmm. I think she comes off as a very logical person. She's the sweetest person. I think everything's better for me, my siblings, and everything when she's around. Like, my dad's great in all his own ways, but I think everyone enjoys him more when he has her around. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that they have in common is they both are super logical. Interesting. Have you ever dated a girl who's super logical? Hmm. So that you can think of? By dated, you mean go went on dates or? Like a, probably someone you've spent time with. Spent time with someone that's super logical. I mean, that clearly would, the answer is no because you're reaching so hard right now. Yeah, well, <laughs> you I can see the way your brain I've works. Only had, I've only had a couple of serious relationships, but as far as dates or someone I've been on multiple dates with, you know... Or if not, have you ever tried to date a girl? Like, have you ever been like, oh my God, my last girlfriend was crazy. She is so emotional. I should try to date a more logical girl. Nope. No. It's not been. Interesting. My mindset. We should definitely talk about that. Like trying to date differently than you did. Targeting a certain. Let's do that next time. Okay. All right. Amazing. Well, I'm so, again, you guys, I'm just so fucking excited. I have been so ready to do this for like a year, honestly. And I kind of had to just narrow down like what I was really into. And I knew that it pertained to my book. And I know that I love discussing just all of my experiences and my wild stories and my feelings, you know, being in therapy and writing that book and being on Vanderpump Rules and all of the shit So I love that I just get to be super present now and Luke and I just get to answer all of your questions and talk about all the topics and all this stuff. We're going to make you laugh. There's a lot of funny segments we're bringing. Oh my God. We have so many fun games. You're going to (laughs) roll. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to our first ep and we cannot wait to talk to you again and we love you. Thanks for being here, Luke. You're the best. You're the best thing. Thanks. Um, Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's a dude's outro. Peace, uh, guys. Yeah. Anyway, give me another chance. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.